Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from, you're not going to believe it, uh, somewhere in Hollywood on a metro station is Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. Okay, literally, I'm out of Hollywood now. I am at <laughs> Union Station on the Metrolink going back towards Monrovia. I want to know everything. I want to know who you're with, and I want to know which <laughs> oh, bars really? you went to. You don't want to know. Okay. Yes, I do. So, so originally, this was supposed to be like the Metro Bar Hop, where we started um, all the way up in Universal City, and then like you get off at every Metro stop going towards home and have a bar or drink at one bar and then get on the next, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Zoe Cadman had like some mental fart where she screwed up her scheduling and all this <laughs> stuff. So then it was late. And instead of her and I being able to go, we had to like delay it. So I brought Emily with me, Ellingwood, because I had to meet Zoe and I didn't want to ride the Metro alone because right. our Metro is super sketch. Yes. Um. So we met them in Hollywood or yeah, in Hollywood. And we went to the frolic room and then we went to. How many drinks? I don't know, wait, place. stop. How many drinks have you had? in the last two, three hours i don't know this is this could be the I greatest mean, show of all time cups of drinks or like what you, I mean, or how many shots are in each drink i don't just how many drinks like 10 i mean like look like here's an example when we're in are the you, room, here's it, the question are you loose yeah. right now loose i mean i feel good but i'm not intoxicated well, okay. like I can't stand up or speak or do my job. How about that? That's very that's plenty, and that's and all anyone wants to hear. We got a great show. Vince Foglia is joining us. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. Uh, per, the owner of Two Fills, who I'm sure is going to make our three things of note. Michelle, you want to go ahead and start that? That's right. First, the three things of note is certainly that we had Derby Prep this weekend, and they were the Jeff Ruby Stakes and the Louisiana Derby. The Jeff Ruby Stakes was won by the aforementioned to Phil's in his synthetic debut. And then the Louisiana Derby taken by Kings Barnes and Gate to Wire Fashion for Spendthrift Farms, Todd Fletcher, and Flavian Pratt. Both, uh, I thought, were very good efforts. Um, I was very impressed with two Phil's. Don't know how the, the, um, the synthetic will transfer to the dirt at Churchill Downs, but he's run on dirt before and run well. He was third in, the, I believe, the Risen Star. Uh, this is a nice son of hardspun. And uh, I think everyone is going to Emulating enjoy. Emulating his papa, by the way. What's that? Hardspun ran in the Jeff Ruby stakes. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, the Jeff Ruby is becoming a little bit of a prep. I, 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 as I um, told Vince in the interview, we pre-did the interview, that uh, Rich Strike was third in that race last year. Did you know that? I did know that. Huh. Well, you're smarter and, than you me. And, I was at Sunland this weekend. Oh, how was that? I don't know if you saw or not. It was good. Uh, it was won by Wild on Ice with like either 70 to 1 or a $70 winner. I'm not entirely sure because at Sutherland they don't have a, a, a TV where I can see odds at. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but he was a super long shot, and that was coming out of a race that was a race that Mind That Bird used as a prep to his Kentucky Derby win, and he right. was actually fourth in that race. So he didn't win that race either and hmm. route to the Kentucky Derby. Interesting. What did you think of Kings Barnes? So I, this will sound terrible. I didn't even like think about him previously. Like why it he was, was like, undefeated? He was yeah, but like he wasn't like someone that like jumped up when I was like, "Who's a Derby horse?" It wasn't like oh, Kings Barnes, right? Okay. Yeah, maybe. 
Did you? Did you think that? Like, if I, I mean, I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought Derby forces. You thought Kingsbarns before the race. I probably would not have said Kingsbarns, but I was impressed with both of his previous wins. I thought flying in Pratt for this race was uh, was a very smart thing by Mr. Pletcher. And you know, it's funny because I saw Pratt when he flew back um, after the race, and I congratulated him obviously. And I said, "That was," he said, "He's a really nice horse." And I said, "I." And this is interesting, Michelle. This is because Kings Barnes is going to be one of these horses that everyone, everyone, all the handicappers, everybody around, they're going to say, well, he just went slow. He got away with a slow pace. Okay. He did. But what what was he supposed to do is always my question in these instances. And I don't. I would not sell this horse short. He's undefeated. Yes, he went very, very slow. I think he went 49 and changed to the half. And then he just drew away. But at the same time, he didn't need to go any faster. He was in front. And I think he's improving. And I wouldn't just toss him aside and saying that that was a fluke. Would you? No, I completely agree with you. And when I was talking to Flavian at Sunland, I had said something about him. And he was like, do you not like him? He's like, so many people don't like him. He's like, what's wrong with him? Like, he was almost offensive, offended that I was, like, not jumping yeah. on his immediate bandwagon. Because, like, he's a good horse. Like, this is a derby horse. Now, I don't know. We don't discuss three things of note um, on the show, but I was impressed with a three-year-old from Dubai. Is that one of your three things of note? Do not do I want to not talk about that? So Dubai is one of my three things of note in okay. its entirety. So it's if you'd like to okay. jump there, we can. I don't even know. I, I'm embarrassed to say it. Well, I well, forgot actually, to write down on, the winner of, of the okay, three-year-old well, race. I can't. What's his name? Oh, wait, you... Hold on. It's, it's Derma Sotogaku, but you hold on right there because oh, I want to go on. back to my second thing of note because it's just that we had uh, late Triple Crown nominations okay. this week. So it was, instead of nominating originally, you could nominate right now for $6,000. And we had 12 additional horses nominate, including Wild on Ice, who won the Sunland Derby. Also, Henry Q, who was the third place finisher in the Sunland Derby. Also, Colomio, who is going to be running in the Arkansas Derby this week. with a $50,000 claim by mm. Keith DeSormo. And yeah. Staffy Joseph nominated his two horses that they have put into the Florida Derby next weekend as well. So we do have some horses that I feel like if they run good are going to be heading to Louisville. Yeah, interesting. It's going to be an interesting race because there's other than Forte, who was running in the Florida Derby this weekend, doesn't seem like there's many, you know, total standouts. I mean, I think the uh, Instant Coffee ran sixth in the, um, in the Louisiana Derby. He was a, a, a pretty big hopeful, and I read an article today saying Brad Cox is on the fence about him. So, um, it, But I really like that Japanese horse. Even though he's by, I can't believe this, Michelle. Mind your biscuits. Derma Sotogaku. I know. But, okay, so Mind the Biscuits is actually like the leading sire in Japan right now. And when I saw this poll in Saudi, too, I was thinking, like, does my biscuits even have, like, a pedigree to lean on to go further? Yeah. And he's all coffee, which, like, you're like, no, he doesn't. But my biscuits himself was, like, a really big, like, he looked like a long-distance type horse. So I'm thrilled to see that his offspring want to go further. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with that horse. And let me tell you something. If you didn't watch the Dubai World Cup uh, and you're living under a rock – the Japanese are coming, and they're coming big time. Not only are they coming, Billy, they're already here. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they have been winning races hand over fist on the worldwide stage. They have been bringing horses and switching surfaces with them and winning our biggest races. Right. Look uh, at the last two Breeders' Cups. Look at the last two Breeders' yeah. Cups, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did have huge Japanese horses 
uh, in there as well. Love, Love's Only You, Marsha Lorraine, both able to be victorious on Breeders' Cup races. And I know that they're like, be all end all goal is certainly the arc that they want. They want redemption from a fan. Oh, so we lost you, Michelle. We lost Michelle. This is this is the owner's box. This is what we do. We just lose people, Michelle. We completely lost you after you said uh, the arc. Oh no. Yeah. The arc. Am I back now? Yeah, you're back. Back. Um. Move to a better area. They, the Japanese want redemption from Ofeb, so pretty much any horse that's decent, they want him to the Ark to try to win that. So the same thing with like Ushba to Soro, I think they're going to send him back to the Ark. Right, Ushba, um, he was the winner of the Dubai World really, Cup. Really, very well in the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, he was the yeah. winner of the Dubai World Cup. He was awesome. I mean, he he came with strides that were reminiscent of arrogant. I don't like to compare anybody to arrogant, but he was freaking rolling. Anyway. That okay, is. Now wait, you yes. thought What? Slow. What happened? Like, he, not slow. Let me rephrase. To me, when he was late, like, to me, when he was running late, he looked like he was moving in slow motion. Like, he wasn't trying hard. Yeah, I don't know. But I, listen, I'm just really impressed with everything that Japan does these days. And they're spending a lot of money at the sales, and it's all paying off right now. So keep that in mind. Uh, as we move towards the Kentucky Derby, could this be the first time that a Japanese horse wins the Kentucky Derby? All right. Uh, we've had a couple of technical difficulties, but Michelle is here, and we're going to go right into the interview with Vince Foglia coming up right after this. The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by Santanita Park, and don't forget to be involved in the first racing coast-to-coast pick five featuring the sequence from Gulfstream Park and Santanita every Saturday and Sunday. It's a $1 minimum with a player-friendly 15% takeout. And it is a ton of fun to play. And if you play on the first bet or express bet, you get a free $10 wager on select days. You have to have to log on to go register for it. And you can get free past performances and more at www.inthemoneypodcast.com forward slash coast. All right. Welcome back to the Owner's Box. Very, very special guest. Vince Foglia has joined us. Did I say that right, Vince? You did. Okay. Thank you. I, I Butcher names left and right, but uh, Vince is it's the, the it's an Italian name, and it can be butchered off. So, uh, you're doing just fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was my most that was my worst question that we're going to ask. But uh, Vince is the uh, is Patricia's hope, and he is one of the owners of two fills. Uh, who just won the Jeff Ruby Stakes S T E A K S, which I really like. Uh, very impressive, and so has clever, isn't it? and so yeah, clever. and and has punched his ticket to the uh, Kentucky Derby. How does that feel? Yeah, you know, I first had to look at S-T-E-A-K-S about five times <laughs> to understand that was a Jeff Ruby Steakhouse and what did I just enter. <laughs> um, but the feeling's amazing. I, you know, I flew into Cincinnati uh, with Ravelli, and uh, we knew we'd be there in person. We didn't know how he would take to the Pally, although we had a couple works on it and uh, seemed to have no problem with it. And we know he was moving forward, so... Uh, we chose that spot because it just seemed to be the best spot. It was, you know, between races and, uh, you know, we'd like to stay away from New York and some of the real, uh, you know, big trainers if we can. So uh, it was kind of what we were thinking. Understood. And we're going to get into that in, in, a, in a minute. But before we do, take us back to your start in horse racing ownership and, and you know, what got you started, what got you into the game. And you've been in it for a while. 
Yeah, about, uh, I'd say, 11 years, uh, and more seriously in the last 10. Uh, I grew up in Arlington Heights, Illinois, so right by Arlington Park. There you so go. It was a natural once I was able to afford the ownership rent uh, based on my job. I, you know, I got a partner. Her name is Patricia Foglia, happens to be my mother. Okay. That's where Patricia's hope comes in. There you go. Um, and when she said she would partner up with me, I said, okay. Let's do it. We found Ravelli. Uh, I called him through a mutual friend. Wait, I want to stop. Uh, I want to stop you for one second, Vince, sure. because that's interesting, and mm-hmm. I want to go back. What's the conversation with your mom that says, uh, "Hey, mom, <clears throat> I'd like to invest in thoroughbred racehorses"? Yeah, so I had a small partner at the time, uh, which had you know one or two horses at best, and she knew I wanted to have more action than that. So when I proposed it to her. Uh, she said that she would afford me the, the opportunity <laughs> to uh, buy more horses by going in 50% on the partnership. And she knew I love that, that yeah. she would, yeah, she, she knew she would, you know, let me and Riv do the work. She was more passive. Uh, and the partner I had currently uh, was, was very active. So I really wasn't getting much say into what was going on. And, and she could see that as a mother that, uh, I aspired to do some other things, and she said, you got it. So uh, that's that where it started. That's, like, such a nice mom. That's, like, that's incredible. Like, that's so cool. All right, She's Michelle. I know Michelle has a question. Go ahead, Michelle. Okay, so mom said, yeah, I'll let you keep going with this by investing, you know, 50% as your partner. But what got you to the point where she was like, yes, I trust your judgment, son? Yeah, I think winning would be the best answer to that, <laughs> Michelle. So we spent a lot of time at Arlington Park. So the first couple of years prior to having my mother as my partner, uh, our win percentage was very low. There were there was very few action because the horse, the amount of horses was small. Uh, and then we built it up through the obvious help of Larry Ravelli. But from 2017 until it closed in 2020, we were the leading ownership group, so that was seven straight years. And incredible, you know, we took it pretty serious at Arlington Park. Uh, the bigger stage is what we, uh, you know, never really got a, a taste of until until now. Let, Vince Foglia joining us here on the Owners Box. Let me ask you this, because uh, by the way, I don't think you knew this, but I went to Northwestern. So I have some Chicago right. roots. Yes, I have some Chicago I'm roots. In Illinois, man. There you go. Right. It wasn't far from Arlington. I, I used to visit in my day. Um, obviously, I'm with a the Paul graduate myself. Oh, so well, there you go. Kind of a rival. Um, the um, when you're 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 killing it at, at Arlington, and all of a sudden now Arlington closes. Where do you go? What what was your what's the plan? Yeah, we know we wouldn't stop. That part we knew. Um, so what we really decided to do was just run where we could. Excuse me, that's my dog. That's okay. It's better than Michelle's yeah, of course kids. I got that that yeah, cry that's, that's, that's true. Generally, it's my children. Crying. Yeah, it's no problem. That's so funny. Yeah, my, our kid is. Uh, you know, we're we're empty nesters here because he's he's still in Nashville. So now we got dogs. We're like our kids. Perfect. <clears throat> um, you know, we knew we weren't going to stop, so we were going to run wherever, whenever the horse fit the race. That was the primary objective. So we knew we'd be going to Gulfstream. Okay. Well, you know, that's where Larry comes in. You know? he, he's the one who decides, you know, what race to enter and what class we think we're in and, and where we're going to go. So, how, 
I can. I want to go really back. And, yeah, I want to go back in time because you've talked about Larry. You've talked about Riv. You, you're obviously very close. According to Michelle, you live right. up the street from each other. Uh, w- tell us about how you met Mr. Velli and and formed this relationship and this partnership. So I got word that there was a, a horse at Gulfstream that we wanted to claim. I knew some guys there that spent a lot of time handicapping Gulfstream. Uh, and I was in, it would seem to be a perfect fit for Arlington for when the meet opened. So, uh, I checked around the Arlington crowd and they were the ones who brought up Larry right away. So, uh, I just called him simple as that. And he, uh, he took my call and he said, sure. Folia, he said, good Irish boy. You're in, I'll, I'll put the claim in and <laughs> I'll meet you when I get back. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Only half Irish, yeah. but that's, isn't it yeah. funny in yeah, our game, normal, in, in our game and in our sport, you never met this guy. You got his number. You nope. called him up, introduced yep. yourself, said, I want to claim the source. He's like, okay. I mean, that's only yeah. in horse racing, right? Yeah. It was as easy as that. We've been tight ever since. So what do you, we, what, uh, we fit real well together. What do you think makes Larry Ravelli such a good trainer? I mean, he's been a, he's such a dominant force <clears throat> in the Midwest. Easy answer. He's as hardworking as any trainer out there. He's, he's at the barn at 5 in the morning every day, seven days a week. When he's not training, he's looking at races. He's watching replays. He's looking at auctions. He's absolutely a, a workaholic, which I was used to in my former life right. in the medical supply world. So uh, I understood, you know, the successful people put the time in, and Riv absolutely puts the time in. So that's what made us uh, connect. All right, Michelle, jump in. Uh oh, we lost Michelle. There she is. I'm here. I'm here. Vince, I want to know how you made the jump from the claiming game into buying pretty good price yearlings the last couple of years, at least that I've seen. Yeah, that's a good question. I wish I had a better answer for you. Um, you know, we, the claiming world was great for us, especially when we were at Arlington. It was a 20 minute drive for me and my mother. Riv, you know, was stationed there, and we loved watching the horses live. So it was a no-brainer for us to try to, you know, pick up horses that we thought could win some purses that would add more action and just be fun to watch live. When Arlington closed, we knew we'd be watching simulcast almost exclusively, other than a few trips were taken. Uh, the claiming world was less attractive to us, so we we changed our business model. We went to less horses. Uh, for a higher dollar amount per horse, really at the OBS sale more than anything. Uh, and some private sales, just like two fills is a private sale. Uh, and we went forward that way. Michelle. So I, I do think it's interesting that you said that when I couldn't be in, as involved in live, I went to a different business model. What went into that thought process? It was just the fact that I can't enjoy them in the flesh, so I might as well have better quality than it, if I'm enjoying them on TV, at least they're on big networks. Yeah, literally, Michelle. That was the main reason. <laughs> Good we question, Michelle. So many, so many races over the years. You know, forty plus a year at Arlington alone. So, you know, once you've won these cheap races and, and you get a, your taste of some allowance races and and some non graded stakes, and then you get a taste of a grade three, uh, all you want to do is push the envelope and get bigger. So, we had a first taste of a of a grade two win at. Uh, Kentucky Downs last year with one timer. It was our first grade two. We had three or four grade threes, and then the uh, the Jeff Ruby was a grade three. So 
Yes, less horses, better quality. That's the model. So we'll drop. Like, if we don't think the horse has, you know, enough talent to get where we want, we have no problem dropping them and getting them claimed. That's that's part of our model. Yep. Michelle, what's the adjustment been like, though? What, yeah, what's the adjustment been like, though, to go from having, you know, 40, 50 starts to watching just these key races? Like, when you go into stakes races, then you're like, okay, I can make my plan from here to the Breeders' Cup, right? Or from here to Derby, yeah. whatever it may be. <clears throat> so how, how has that adjustment been? Yeah, uh, it's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, you know, when you're watching simulcast, that excitement of the live race isn't there. So, uh, you know, I have a pretty strong partner in Richard Raven with some homebreds. He has, you know, mares that he breeds, and he's been kind of a mentor to me as we went along. He's used Larry forever. Uh, and we have breakfast meetings. And, you know, Richard started to say, boy, it's just not the same thing watching him on the simulcast as it is, as it is at Arlington. That's our home. That's where we go. That's where I bring my mother, uh, et cetera. So it, it just made sense to have less of them at a better quality. Yeah, Interesting. Vince Afolia joining us here on the owner's box. And I'm going through the PPs for two fills because you mentioned that he was a, a private purchase. Now, normally private purchases are purchased after they've run a race or two races or three races or whatever, but it looks like you were the named owner when he ran his first start at Churchill as a two-year-old. So tell us a little bit about the story of the acquisition of two fills. It was actually after that Churchill Downs race was when I got him. It was. So the Sagan, yeah, it was, it was right after that race. Uh, the, the Sagans are a father son combination. They have uh, Mia Toro, the mayor of, of two fills and, that's really all they have. So they went to the auction with this horse early on as a yearling, uh, and they it didn't hit the reserve they were looking for. I didn't know much about it. They sent them to Larry for Larry to train to see if they could, you know, win a couple decent races and and get a a better price for them. Um, and then Larry worked with them, and he said, "Well, I've got a guy, my main guy, you know, Vince." Uh, he said he would be interested. Uh, do you want to sell it to him? So after that Churchill race, that kind of made the price more equitable. Sure. Uh, where we thought he would be. Um, and, you know, I said, okay, I'm in. So they kept 20% of the horse. I have 80% of the horse. I tried to go, you know, to buy it outright, but they sure. wanted to keep a piece. They still felt good about it. I said, as long as I get the majority share, I'll take the 80 and let's just move on. Yeah, inter- you know, go ahead, Michelle. Sorry, Billy. So, Vince, is, is partnerships not something that you normally do, except for with the mom? <laughs> yeah, I only do it with a couple people. My mother's one, Richard Raven's another. The Sagans are new for me, and it's only one horse. Otherwise, it's, uh, yeah, it's two people, my mother and Richard Raven. That's really all I partner with. It's in you know, these deals happen I, I all the get time. I'm on that path right now. <laughs> Why do you need to get on? Oh, with your mom? Yeah, I want my mom involved. I would love my mom to partner on a horse with me. My mom just yeah. likes coming to the races. Have you not my mom? Yeah. <laughs> we should do a mom syndicate. Just yeah, moms. There you go. Oh, we'll that would be amazing. We'll do between three moms, and uh, they'll talk it up enough where they'll jump in with their with their kids. It is, it is a beautiful thing to spend time with your mother. Absolutely. You know, I spent time with my father my whole life at work, you know, coaching Little League, everything. Now to find something that me and my mother have in common. And, you know, my father doesn't pay that much attention. He watches it, but my mother's really into it. It's, it's just been a blessing as a, you know, as a 50-year-old to uh, spend this amount of time with my mother uh, discussing business models and plans and 
celebrating the wins and being disappointed with the losses. It's been uh, it's been terrific. So I highly recommend for those who have the opportunity. That's a do it with your family. That's a great that's a great slogan. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your jockey, Jareth Loveberry, because um, he was in a an accident. Right after the Risen Star, right before yeah. Jeff Ruby, and there was, I, I, first of all, um, he's a, he's been around for a long time. Good, very good rider. Obviously, gets along with this horse. But how worried were you when that accident took place? I heard about the accident. And I texted him pretty quickly. I, I I said, you know, Larry says you're okay, but I know you you cracked your your uh, tibia. Um, you know, what says you was my text to him and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to be down for a couple of weeks, but the doctor said I should clear and I'll be fine. You know, he's a tough kid. So sure. he, he, they never let on that they're hurt, but you can see him when he jumps off the horse, uh, <laughs> when I'm watching him at the fairgrounds, he's gimping. There's no doubt. Interesting. Um, and even after that race, he was still limping a little bit. So uh, I'm curious yeah, as to this. To his wife Stacy, I'm like, how's he doing? He's <laughs> like, he's in pain, but he's not going to say anything. So of course I not. Think that's how it went. They're jockeys. Yeah. They're tough. Jockeys how are many? Tough, man. How many calls from jockeys agents did you receive when the word got out that he was hurt and might not make that race? Me personally, zero because they're all going to Larry Ravel. How many did Larry get called? I don't really know. He didn't oh. tell me. I'm sure it was a bunch. I'm sure it was a bunch. <laughs> he has agents calling him all the time. He just doesn't talk about it much. Last we're year. we're a loyal group. We're going with with J Love. There's no doubt about it. So no doubt. As long as we knew he was I targeted that, for it, which he way. was, he got clearance. We don't we don't jump jockeys. Sometimes if we're going to different tracks. you know, you don't really want to bring a jockey to Saratoga, let's say, right? Because they're all there. Uh, but you know something like this, uh, yeah. Jareth is is coming with. He's he's doing the whole thing. There's no doubt about it. That's very cool because uh, you know uh, you've seen this many many times. And there's people. There's going to be jockeys, top jockeys out there heading into the Kentucky Derby that don't have mounts. Whether it's, I'm, these may have mounts already, but you know I can I think of. You know, I'm thinking of Animal Kingdom actually, who reminds a lot of people of two fills because he won on synthetic and then won the Derby. Um, and Johnny V came open that week. I think there was I don't even remember the controversy, but it's it's really neat and it's a credit to you and and, and Mr. Ravelli that that you're already saying, hey, we're sticking with this guy no matter what. I think that's a great thing, Michelle. You agree, right? One hundred percent. I love that. I love what you said. I mean, well, I think but, in a lot of instances too, it's like someone knows a horse really well. You could take him off for a big name, but he might not give you the ride that your rider that knows the horse would give, right? But, but here's the hard question, Michelle: Would you do it? Like, if you had a chance to, let's say, let's say Irad Ortiz opened <clears throat> up on on for the Kentucky Derby, and you had a chance, would you take it? So we've actually had this conversation a million times before, and I do think it depends on the horse, like if the horse is quirky or not quirky, but like for us, we're a small barn. So it's like, you got to be loyal. Someone helped get you there. And, and that's just where you end up. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let's go back to Vince. Cause we could probably talk about this all day. All right. Last year, <laughs> uh, a couple things. First of all, I want everybody to know that rich strike finished third in the Jeff Ruby last year and then won the Derby. So that's a, just a little, just a little hint, just a little hint. Um, 
when I you're we had Bill Strauss on many times last year heading with the with the Hot Rod Charlie experience and and we saw you probably saw his excitement and he said he never slept you know once he won the Louisiana Derby he like never slept up to the Kentucky Derby so um how are you feeling right now and how are how do you think you are going to handle the next you know month yeah boy it's been an interesting couple days uh, I got back on Sunday, and, uh, you know, I'm still on cloud nine. So it's going to be interesting as we get, start to get closer to the Derby, how me and my mom and, you know, whoever goes with us are uh, are going to react because this is very much uncharted territory for us. It's, it's a stage we've never been on, so I don't really know how I'm going to react to it. I just know I'm going to be there. I'm going to have a really good attitude. I'm excited to be there. Uh, there will not be extreme disappointment any way I look at it. Making there was, just making it there was huge, um, and we're just looking forward to it. It's all good. Um, I know Michelle has a quick question. Then I want to do a follow up. Go ahead, Michelle. So Vince, now that you guys are coming in a derby, and you said there's going to be no pressure. When does the derby become one of your goals? I mean, I guess we say like, oh, everyone that has horses wants to win the derby, but when you're majorly dealing with claiming horses you don't think like i'm going to claim something that's going to get there so was it before that point that you switched over to these higher price purchases or was it after that you thought you know what i'm i'm going to have a derby horse i want to do this yeah i never once thought we would have a derby horse reason being you know larry's more of a sprinting trainer we've been in three breeders cups they've all been two-year-old sprints um, and we just seem to do better with the sprinters. It, it's unusual for us to have a two-turn horse that's a router. Uh, so I never really thought about it. Our goal was truly to win a grade one stakes race, no matter where it was or how it you know, played out, because we've hit the grade two now. We're looking for a grade one. The derby was not on the radar until two fills just started to continue to climb and get better and better. And then we were like, holy cow, we, we might have a shot at this. So. It wasn't until recent that that was a goal of mine to make the Kentucky Derby. Who who is the other Phil? I assume Sagan is one of the Phils. Yeah, Who's the other it's Phil? Sagan. It's the dad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think his son Anthony's middle name is Phil. So it could That's have been what I think. It, it could is. have been three Phils. Uh, yeah. Well, it would be the two, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's Phil Sagan, and I think his son the middle has, name, uh, the father, middle man. Well, yeah, do, don't they so. know it's Maybe bad it's luck? Maybe it's I don't know what the other one is. Don't I they... don't know, man. I really don't. <laughs> Vince, you're, you just buy the uh, horses. Just, you don't care don't about know. the names. Yeah, you know, if I name them, I try to name Wait, it what, with, that, you know, that something that makes sense. That has to lay into, like, your consideration, though, right? Does it not? Like, no. What if you want to buy a horse that he has a terrible name? That's only well, it has to be a really bad name, Michelle. Yeah. Come on, Michelle. Come on. <laughs> it has to be really bad. <laughs> Wait, I just went through the whole naming thing because we bought three two-year-olds at the sale at OBS, and I came up, tried there to be go. really creative and come up with some names. Michelle liked one of them, didn't like the others. How? What's your naming process? You said you try to be creative. Yeah, I try to take the sire or the mare and then have a derivative off of it. We try to name it up with uh, his parents somehow. And then have something that might have a double meaning, maybe a little bit funny, uh, because it's kind of fun to do. Uh, but that's that's kind of our process. Uh, this one I had no. I just kind of looked at like two pills. What's up with two pills? 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Wait, here's, I, like, uh, I like Two Phils. Two Phils is not a bad name. No, Two Phils is cool. Yeah, it's not too bad. No, it's not bad at all. We're it looking sounds... for another bullet for the chamber, and we found it. We just didn't know it would be that Ex- that strong of a of a horse. Holy cow! No, he's we're really he's been now. he was super impressive the other day, and and obviously we're really headed, we're headed to Kentucky. I want to know. I have two more questions, and then we'll let you go because we've gone over our time limit. But you've been fantastic. I want to ask. Um, what do you plan on wearing to the Derby? Is your and part B of that is are you going to buy your mom a hat? <laughs> uh, I don't think I could pull off buying my mother a hat. She's a pretty good dresser. I think she's probably going to have to come up with that one herself. Okay, uh, right. and I'm just going to wear the suit. You know, the classic suit. I got some horse racing uh, things in there, like a tie and a liner and things like that. Is but, there uh, lucky? Is it a you know, lucky standard suit? suit, man? I'm a I'm a Midwestern guy, man. I'm pretty. You know, be a be a suit that you'd have in a business meeting. I love it. I mean, this is so exciting. It'll be lucky if I think he does well. I think it's. I think Michelle and I are more excited than you are, to be honest with you. Oh, I know you're so subdued day. right now. I. I mean, I would be. I'd be going literally. I wouldn't sleep. I'd be going crazy. Uh, I would be going absolutely nuts. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, when we end our show, wait, 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 wait. We, oh, wait, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. We have to say. I have to say. I have to say this. Not only is he in the Derby for sure, he is our point leader right now. Incredible. <clears throat> Incredible. How about that? It's pretty rad. Well, I have that saved on my screensaver, so you know. <laughs> That's perfect. I so maybe this. I am more excited. Than I, than I, I think on. you are going to have a huge fan club. I think just your personality, and that's why you know that's why we started the show and, and and really to give owners a voice. And I would have never known who Vince Foglia is. I just thought it was Patricia's Hope. I don't know who Patricia is. So it's so great yeah. to hear your voice, hear your story. Give our uh, listeners a little bit of advice. You've been you've been in the game eleven years. Give them one piece of really important advice for becoming a horse owner. Don't spend what you don't have. And pair up with the people who you enjoy spending time with. This is about relationships. You have to enjoy yourself. If you are paired up with a trainer or a partner that you have trouble getting along with, you are going to ruin the experience. So friends, family, people to enjoy the experiences with is what you want to do. Great advice from Vince Foglia, Patricia's Hope, Two Phils, Larry Valley, Jared Loveberry. I mean, it's going to be – you're going to have an entourage. Can Michelle and I be part of your entourage? We're very lucky. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, man. All right. I Show will, up. We will be there. Michelle will be Find wearing us. some kind of amazing hat or some type of derby outfit, I'm sure. And uh, look Fascinator, to Billy. We have to wear Fascinator. Oh, Fascinator. Sorry. You are fascinating. <laughs> Vince Foglia, thank you so much for spending the time today. Good luck with two fills. We will be rooting for you, and uh, you've made a bunch of new fans. I'm sure of it. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Enjoyed it. That's Vince Foglia here on the Owner's Box. Michelle, that was incredible. What an incredible get by um, He was great. I cannot believe we've already been on with him 25 minutes because I know. he had such great energy. And, like, every question that we asked him, there was no, like, direction I knew he was going to go in. Yeah, no. Um, but again, and I mentioned it to him, and I want to mention it again, because this is one of the reasons that you and I keep doing the show, because of exactly the fact that now people can put a voice to this guy. He is a Midwestern guy, got involved in the claiming game, leading owner at, at, at Arlington, but no one really knew who he was. And now at least his story's out there. I mean, how great is it that he his, his partner's his mom? I love that. I love that. I mean, like, and and how excited he was about that whole thing, right? Yeah. 
yeah i mean i would love to be partners with my mom but i i she goes should i invest in this one and i always say no <laughs> have you ever told her yes you should invest in this one um i probably have she's been in a couple but they they don't work out well you know elm drive's named after the street she lives on so that's kind of her horse she she loves elm drive and she loves phil one oh, phil i gotta say this philly this is when i knew i didn't want to get into partnerships is when I was sitting with you this summer at Del Mar and a guy comes up and he's like talking to you and you're like, okay, well, we're going to do like the claiming fund again next year or like whatever fund it was. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I just felt like my result this year wasn't that great. And you're like, well, Gold Phoenix won a grade two. He goes, yeah, but it wasn't a grade one. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> if you have Gold Phoenix, you should be so pumped You should right be now. really happy. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, see, look at partnership. People can never be happy. <laughs> no, this is a very, very, we say it every week. It's like redundant. Um, it's really hard. I mean, look at Elm Drive. She was ready to run, make her 2023 well, debut. I can't, I can't look at Elm Drive because you scratched her and yeah. made that field go from a single to like, I don't know who to bet. Hey, she came up with a hot foot that morning. Literally, I got a call from Phil at like 7 a.m. that morning. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it. And they soaked the foot. She's had some foot issues in the past. And they just, we, in the safety of the animal and... To, to just make sure we take care of her she uh we we had to scratch um and uh but guess what she breezed this morning so um but just uh, and now where's she pointing to i think we're gonna run in the monrovia down the hill against uh phil's legs galore and uh amy c so it should be a very very contentious race the monrovia on april 8th we're gonna try her on the grass she is by uh a son of tappet um, she is kind of turfy looking, so we'd have no idea if she's going to like the turf, but we're going to give it a shot. What do you think about that? Well, now wait, I thought Phil's motto was that they don't run good on the dirt. I can always put them on the grass, but like she's run really good on the dirt. So I'm very well, intrigued about this. Well, now. this is, this is one of those things that you don't really have a lot of options. And as an owner, I mean, she has no conditions left. She's a grade two winner. Um, unless we get some kind of conditioned allowance race to go at Santa Anita, which right now is very, very difficult to do. We were all set to run last weekend, couldn't run, but now she's breezed. The foot is fine. And now we move forward and we're like, where do we run? We really don't have any options. So it's like, hey, this race is here. We can try her on the grass, see what happens, and then go on from there. Not a bad plan. Michelle's muted. She's still muted. She obviously doesn't think I it's am, a good plan. I am muted, but no. My, mo my mom called me another line, and I'm on my phone. So I have to figure out a way to decline her call without losing this call. <laughs> That's all right. We'll end this call. We'll end this show. Uh, what do we have coming up at Santa Anita this weekend, Michelle? Oh, so much coming up at Santa Anita this weekend, Billy. It's going to be uh, – there's not the fried chicken smorgasbord. Well, like that's good because I'm on a diet now. Are you? Yes. Uh, I wow. am, I am on a, it's, it's not like, I'm not like reading books and going on some fad diet. I am just going to eat better, eat healthier, get to the gym. Uh, I, I was told by a very good friend of mine that I'm fat and so I needed to stop and I didn't feel great. I've definitely gained weight and I don't like the feeling. You can come back now. Oh, well, well, welcome to my life, Billy. I gain weight all the time, and I don't like the feeling, but I just can't seem to get rid of it. Well, Who told you you were fat? Oh, you know her. It's a it's a woman at the track. Was it Zoe? Nope. <laughs> nope. 
no. Did you tell Billy Koch she was No, back? no, no. It was no? Okay. it was not it was not Zoe. It was a very Who good friend of it? yours. That's a that's a that's a rider, an exercise rider and a rider. Jess? Yep. She told you you were fat? She said she said I looked heavy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And I took it very seriously. It really I, I knew it before. In fact, we were that's unfair to throw Jess under the bus because I was talking to her that and I said I need to do something because I don't feel great. I am definitely the heaviest probably I've ever been. And she goes, Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything, but you do look you know, she kinda said it she she I prompted her. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah. you do look a little bad. Yeah, yeah, basically that's what she said. So <laughs> the things you hear on the owner's box are incredible. Um, but I'm listen, I have uh, some time until Del Mar. That's my goal. I will be in Kentucky for a little while. I have some a uh, little bit of time there. I'm going to continue to do well. The problem when you go to Kentucky is Okay, wait, 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 Billy. Yeah. I have a question. I have yeah. a question. I have a question. Uh, do you have an outfit in your mind that you would wear if you have a horse in the derby? No. I don't. I should I that's the first time I've ever thought about it, to be honest with you. I don't I I, I mean, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, but I don't I don't I've never thought about it. I've, I've never thought, ooh, I want to. I would probably get like a real, I would buy like a really nice suit, you know, have it kind of hand tailored. Probably use my guys in Kentucky, um, uh, Stuart, uh, and, and go there and bespoke, have them. Billy. We call that bespoke. What's that? Bespoke? Bespoke. Mm-hmm. Why is that bespoke? When something is like custom made, it's bespoke. Oh, sorry. I didn't. I, I, you are, listen, look at you, education. Unbelievable. Um, all right, talk about – no one wants to hear this. What's going on at Santa Anita? And there's no fried chicken. Uh, there's no fried chicken, and we're actually just gearing up to bring back the infield fun fall – or not fall, the fun family festival. So we had the carnival coming back to the infield soon. So uh, we don't have any, like, massive events this weekend, but that's what we're gearing up towards. That's great. That should be really fun. Great weekend at Santa Anita. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to next week. We will come on with another great guest. I really appreciate, Michelle, you reaching out and getting Vince Foglia. Thank you to Larry Ravelli for making that happen. Two fills on the Derby Trail. Winner of the Jeff Ruby Stakes again. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. Special thanks to all of our listeners out there for making this show possible. We really appreciate it. And I can tell you, more and more people are coming up to us, Michelle, and saying, hey, I really liked your show on da-da-da-da-da, such and such, and which is really, really cool to hear. So we, we appreciate all the reach out. You can follow Michelle at the Michelle U. Our show is at Own a Horse. I am at BKLRF, and we are part of the In the Money Media Network. Michelle, any last words? How about just a good old-fashioned bye? See everybody.